0: of Behind the Pen. I'm your host Karina Gantas, and for all those that are joining me that are new to the show, how this works is I know nothing about my guests apart from they use a pen for work. This show is for all creatives. It's for musicians, artists, illustrators, editors, uh, authors, writers and the list goes on. So my two guests today, I've got two guests today. (laughs) Uh, Kelly Tabler and Richard Rossi. Welcome to the show. Thank
1: Thank you you, very much. Thank you for for inviting us.
0: So the first question I ask my guests, and I'm going to ask Kelly this is what do you use your pen for?
1: Well, I use my pen a lot over the last 32 years. I was an elementary school teacher. Wow. And I read, I taught the most of it. I taught fourth grade for the most part. And I wrote a lot during that time. I taught all subjects. I love teaching writing, the writing process, and I love telling stories. And so um, I like to write. I've recently retired and now I'm writing. Uh,
0: You've published (laughs) published your first book. You've done your debut novel.
1: Yes, I did that with Richard. Uh, We co-authored together. Um, the, story, the story we wrote about is something that I, I've i always told my students, the story of the Lake Champlain Monster, which is here in Lake Champlain in upstate New York, and I've told the story to my students for years and years because I grew up basically on the lake, and so when Richard, when I told Richard about it, he said, well, how would you like to write a children's book series, and I was like, Woo, wow, this is an opportunity of a lifetime I, I've always wanted to write, but school kind of took up most of my time with lesson plans and teaching, you know, and well, here I am.
0: <laughs> wow. It sounds very similar to the, the Loch Ness monster in Scotland, okay. you know? So okay. uh, Richard, please tell me all about this monster.
2: <laughs> well, you're absolutely correct, Karina. Um, in fact, uh, Champ was the name of the sea serpent is often referred to as America's Loch Ness, oh. although in our story, Lucy, the little girl, uh, looking for Champ, she doesn't like um, Champ being a knockoff. So she says, why don't they call Nessie Scotland's Champ instead? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that. So yeah. so it was Kelly's idea for the book. And how do you two know each other, uh, Richard?
2: Well, we met um, decades ago when we were both um, much younger um, <laughs> uh, in the uh, early 80s and um we met in college i was um i was hosting a friday night gathering that kelly started coming to at our college and um we just had a great um friendship and connection for nearly 40 years and um i had a health crisis where i was in the hospital most most of the year and had four surgeries and on my bucket list was to do a children's book i'd written a couple novels more towards an adult reader and i had i've been, i'm an actor in hollywood and i had had a job playing lewis carroll who wrote alice in wonderland i played him in a musical wow and, and that put a seed in my heart like i would love to do what lewis carroll did and write something for children but i didn't really i wasn't quite sure but i but researching my character i learned he was a minister named reverend charles dotson uh, lewis carroll was his pen name but there was a girl that was the daughter of the other uh, rector at the parish and her name was Alice Lydell. Some of you probably know that history, but he used to make up stories for Alice. And she said, you ought to write this down in a book. And I thought, ah, oh, I love that, that he just started telling these stories. Like a lot of things start with an oral tradition of just telling the story to a child. Well, Kelly had been telling these stories when she was a little girl looking for the sea serpent and her students would come back decades later. You know, Some of them graduated Ivy league uh, colleges and they'd come back as adults and say, could you tell me that story again? Oh I my love gosh. And so I thought these should be written down into, a, you know, a, a novel for children.
0: Okay, Kelly. Um, I, I assume because it's children's books that the,
1: your students were young. Yes, my students, uh, I taught, over my career, I taught first, second, third, and fourth graders. I thought oh. I would never leave first grade. I loved first grade but then i i changed over the years going to different schools and sometimes the administration would change it to another grade level but i guess for the most part i taught, taught over probably 25 years or so in the fourth grade so those were 9 and 10 year olds
0: i was going to say forgive my ignorance but i don't know how old they are from those uh, ages but those
1: grades about 9 and 10 oh, it ranges right so and, you know i i told other stories as well uh, I like to tell stories that teach life skills to children, and so I always thought of, I grew up with two older brothers, Mike and Gary, and there's a lot of stories from growing up with my brothers, and I always tried to connect them with the life skill, like perseverance, or caring, thoughtfulness, you know, any of the, any type of life skills that would help the children along the way to try to teach them the lesson of that so that they can live in their own lives.
0: That's perfect when you, when you're writing the book is to have those in there. So they're learning mm-hmm. while they're enjoying uh, the adventure as well, you know, morals yeah. and just the way of life, yeah. giving them lessons through literature uh, and of course making it fun. So are you, are you aiming that book for nine to 10 year olds, Kelly?
1: Yes, nine to 10. Well, it could go higher. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if an adult is reading it to their child, it's lessons that an adult can, can learn as well. We try to bring in all kinds of life skills and lessons. A lot of times in schools, like nowadays, I've seen it for myself and in the, the school that I worked with or schools that I've worked at, children go through a lot of difficulties. Sometimes, you know, they lost a parent. Yeah. And they have to deal with grief. And so that's happened in our book. Lucy's uh, parents have passed away and she's adopted by her grandfather, Papa Jerry. And so um, there's ways in there to deal with grief. There's uh, anxiety within the story. And I know for a fact school and uh, school, school children deal with anxiety. So there's ways to deal with anxiety in the story. Did you put in? Have you used bullying, bullying yet? Yeah. 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 That was next. That's That was a very big issue. And it's a big issue in the yeah. book as well. Good. I wanted to have those kind of things in there when I spoke I with Richard it. and he agreed 100% because, you know, kids are dealing with these and it's really yeah. traumatic yeah. for yeah. some of the kids, some of the things they go through. And so we wanted it to be not only just an adventure which is awesome. Kids love adventure, especially when it's about a sea serpent and conflict <laughs> along the way. And uh, Lucy goes through all that with her grandfather, and Grandpa's there to lead her and guide her in the right direction along oh, the way. That. You know, there's even things that he's dealing with along the way too. That that um, he. Uh, he deals with in the story that okay. he overcomes as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Richard, your debut novel, the first one, is published, or you've got more than one published now?
2: Uh, yes, my um, my first novel was a coming of age story called Stickman, which is on Amazon, and um, um, and then my second one was Canaan Land which was about a con man preacher who fall, mm. falls in love with a sincere Christian woman. So this is my third novel, and it's the first time I've ever written with somebody something this long. I've written songs um, um, with, uh, you know, songwriting collaborations, but I've never worked on something this long. But, you know, Kelly's uh, such a nice, kind, easy-to-work-with person that um, it was great.
0: I When I collaborated with... Uh... My other author, we did a a dystopian Um, sci-fi. We did Zoom meetings. We only did, we did one and it lasted two hours. And when we finished, we had the plot, the characters' names, the world building, everything was done in two hours. We were just just bouncing off one another. And I think that's how you two, maybe not on Zoom, but because you've known each other for so long, you're comfortable in each other's company anyway. So once you start...
2: Yes, we use Zoom quite a bit also because Ah. Kelly was on the East Coast Mm -hmm. and I was on the West Coast um, in California. And um, also I wanted to kind of do some improvisation with her to explore the characters, which I've done in acting. So we would even act out scenes and I would tell her to pretend she was Lucy and I would pretend I was Papa, the grandfather. And you know, just think, just get like the dialogue. Sometimes when you improvise, the dialogue sounds, you know, quite natural. Um, which, which I always like to hear dialogue out loud. Yes. Um, which I, which I learned from screenwriting that you know, when you read like some scripts, I'll get they're not not that good because when you read the dialogue, you think, oh, no one would really. No one would actually say
0: that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to do the same thing when I'm writing. I have to look at my dialogue. Would that person really talk like that?
1: Would mm-hmm. they use that
0: word? You know. Yeah. Uh, so many um, books you read you can actually tell straight away that this is not how it uh, and because of that it takes you out of the story
2: yes
3: it does because you can't relate
0: to the character
2: yeah it does Karina I get um one of the ways I earn a little extra money is some of the studios that have me read their scripts and give my opinion out here in Hollywood and um you know I read one uh, script it was supposedly a love story and I, I read the guy talking to the girl he is courting and him date trying to date. And I thought no guy would talk to a woman like this, uh, you know, on a date. And so, I mean, I was laughing and it wasn't supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> and I met the guy and he asked my honest opinion. And I'm a very kind person. I believe you speak the truth in love. And I said, may I ask you a question, a personal question? And if you don't want to answer, it's okay. I said, sure. I said, do you date very much? <laughs> And um, he said, I haven't been on a date since college, which has been quite a few years back. (laughs) And I realized, like, this guy doesn't know how to date and talk with women. Um, And so, you know, there's things like, or another thing with some of the younger writers, the 20-somethings will give me scripts in every character in the entire script is f bombing every other word and i'm thinking no. well you and your friends <laughs> talk like this but the that yeah, grand- yeah. every character does it the oh, same policeman no, no, the oh no, no 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 the, oh, no, minister, no, no. the, the teacher <laughs> the, I was like there's no distinction they're all just swearing <laughs> like a trucker it's like you know, oh, so, so reading it out loud or hearing it, you know, you really, like you say, you know, like each, each character even has a voice that's uh, distinct, you know.
0: You, Richard, you wear so many hats. I mean, actor, voice actor, scriptwriter, writer, uh, author, um, singer, songwriter. I mean, what haven't you done? He's <laughs> well, also a movie
1: maker. He's also done movies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I need to
0: speak yeah. with you. I've got some amazing books. Exactly. I'm turning one into a script right now.
2: Oh, wonderful. <laughs> well, we did film this book, too, by the way. Lucy and the Lake Monster is filmed, and I'm editing it into a film right now. Animation. editing Yeah, te- tedious. It's very tedious doing this editing, but um, we at least got the film filmed um, this uh, last summer, right? Was this last summer, right, Kelly? We shot about a month.
1: Yes, one month. And,
2: and Kelly was—I uh, was the director, and Kelly was an amazing assistant director. And I played Papa, the grandpa in the story. And this little girl here, Emma Pearson, is quite a young actress. She played um, Lucy. Um, and Emma, I think Emma turns nine this month. Kelly, right?
1: Yes, she
0: does. Wow. Her birthday's Yeah. So, so is the film out? Can people actually see the film now?
2: Uh, No, no, it's in post-production and we're putting it together. We're hoping this year to have it come out later this year.
0: And it'll be the first book, yeah? The the film of the first We want to
2: do some screenings all over the world, do some screenings of it in person, like literally have it in theatres and public places and and uh, even uh, we'd like to even do some events where we meet the, the, the audience and talk about it a little bit, because I, I love in-person events. And we've all been through so much with COVID. It's mm-hmm. nice to get back to having some events where people can come and see it in public.
0: That's beautiful. So you're planning on doing that with every book, having a film for every one of the books that come out?
2: Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> And I think the two kind of feed each other because like for for example, I mean this book was finished when we shot the film. So that's why we called this like volume one first edition, because um, oh, the, the cover's different with the with the soft cover, it looks more like this. But um what what in filming we ended up improvising and coming up with some scenes that were not in the book. Um, so when we do a second edition of this first book, I think it'd be nice them. to incorporate and add that in. Yeah.
0: Wonderful, Kelly. How long is this series going to go? I mean, have you finished writing, or are you still writing?
1: We're still writing. We are. We are in the process of. First of all, there's a lot to do within the movie. First, mm-hmm. you know, there's people you need to get for color. There's people you need to get for sound. There's first people you need to get for polishing, and you know, there's a lot of searching for those kind of people as well to help out. And in the meantime, we want to do the second. Book. We're thinking about doing a second edition of the first novel as well. First. Because in the first novel, it was finished. We finished writing it and publishing it. We we wanted it done by the end of last summer because there was a big event in Port Henry, New York, called Champ Day, where it's a big champ festival. Oh, about champ the And did you get it done so in we, time? Yes, yeah, we had yeah. got in time, and we had a book signing. We had a tent. We were in the cryptozoology tent. I that went well. <laughs> Yes, mm-hmm. it was wonderful. We had a lot of people coming in and signing. And I never dreamed I'd be signing a book as an author. But every time someone asks me, like even people from my hometown, they'll message me on Facebook, said, I got a book and I'd like it signed. And so I've gone to personalize, to their door. <laughs> to sign yeah. their,
2: I tell to you, sign Kelly really, too. really is of service. She's actually went to people's door and signed their book.
1: <laughs> I remember the so first fabulous. lady shout out to Wanda Wiles uh, she was the first lady I knew in my hometown that had purchased it and she said we're I'm going out of town but I'm going to leave my my copies for my grandchildren on my front porch and I'd like you to stop by to sign it and so I stopped by and I sat on her front porch and I said what in the world do I write in a book <laughs> because oh, I had never done it before you know no. and so I tried to think of something special to write for her grandchildren
0: I, I ask uh, I asked my my authors, uh, guests, How did it feel like to hold that proof copy in your Mm -hmm. hand for the first time, see your name on that cover and know that that was your, we we say baby because it's like nine months, Mm -hmm. you know, of just constant hammering, getting the story done and sometimes longer than nine months. But uh, how did it feel to hold it, Kelly? It felt
1: beautiful for me we kind of consider this my first child Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i was excited about it i couldn't believe it i just it felt good just to hold it and it was almost surreal you know because i never dreamed i'd be doing it it's something that i always wanted to do i've i've always wanted to write deep down inside but i never really had a chance to because um i was doing a lot of grading papers and grading writing and writing takes a long time to read and grade Mm -hmm. for when you have a class of 20 or 25 students in your class too. So, you know, um, writing takes time.
0: Yeah. You need to have time to write, but I can only imagine if you're doing, you finish the book now, you, you've sort of nearly finished the film. You want to rewrite the first book before you do the second book. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, well, I was, I was getting, I was getting to that. Um, we wanted to do, uh, another one of the like volume one part two maybe because we have a lot of photos from the actual filming process that we wanted oh, to put in that would be when lovely we and mm-hmm. we thought about doing a second edition with pictures oh wow. and also maybe put the script include the script as well so if anybody wanted to do a play or something like that maybe and also being a school teacher, um, I've done a lot of novel studies before in my classrooms. And I thought maybe to have an educational curriculum, maybe short curriculum that makes it educational
0: book. as well. Yeah.
1: So I love that idea. Read, when students read it in the classroom, you know, they'll be able to do a novel study and there'll be comprehension questions, open-ended questions. I love it. of Some events and, you know, com- yeah. just like, that. so maybe, um, maybe it's more of a
0: it's more of a companion to book one if you're doing the pictures yeah. the script uh, the the um uh, the educational part um mm-hmm. so it's more like an, a companion to the first book i think that's a wonderful it's idea
1: cool. and at the same time we're getting ideas for the second um see uh, i would say the book that follows that I don't know you've got your next adventure
0: you, you know yeah, what I don't, you're I
1: don't doing you that volume three because volume two would be the one with the pictures and the script and and that but yeah we have some really good ideas for what's going to happen next in the story and we've it's even exciting. had people that have read it people yeah that have read already it, say, yeah well, the way you've ended that there's going to be something else and so yes there will be something else and we're excited about it. Everything it is just takes a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, it does. We're doing a lot of things long distance. So mm-hmm. it's been interesting. I like the fact that we did do the role playing when we would talk. And and mm-hmm. me being around little uh, younger students, like nine and 10-year-olds, I kind of know how they think and what they say. And so the verbiage that they use. And so when Richard was talking to me, I would talk like they do. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, take notes, and a lot of it ended up in the script. Did you do, I that was really interesting. You
0: didn't do any voiceover for the um, film, Kelly?
1: Well, I actually was in the film, too. I played Miss Marino, the school teacher. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. So it's my very first acting part in a movie, and Richard, he kept encouraging me to do it, encouraging me. And so, anyways, I, I play Miss Marino in the stories how did so you enjoy I that I did I enjoyed it um Richard with Richard I had some scenes with him as well and so we're friends and so I was I felt like I could be natural with him and act because he wasn't like he made me feel comfortable yeah and he was he was I knew he was on my side encouraging me his fun though Yes, it was very, very fun.
0: If you Knowing you, I think you've probably done it. But did you write a song for the movie? Oh, oh yes, I did. I have
2: a guitar. I'll play a, a bar of it I or knew
1: something. knew it. Um, He's a professional guitarist as well.
2: Yeah, this is one of the songs um, that's in the film. It's called You, Champ, and Me. I'll just do a few. I won't do the whole song, but just a little bit for
3: okay. you. And I saw in your bright eyes, the light of fireflies. Legend of the lake, our secret vows we take. My sweet lake lady, on our boat upon the sea, just you, champ, and me. My sweet Lake Lady, a boat upon the sea, it's just you champing me. Since you called my name, I haven't been the same. I spend my nights on Lake Champlain entwined by design searching until we find the legend of the lake the transcends time
1: wow <laughs> bravo thank
0: you for that that's amazing Thanks first time that. That's that's wonderful. I had a feeling with with all your talents that you would have done that, done the song. But I didn't know you played guitar as well you know, and it's sing. Kind of
2: smart. It's smart legally too, Karina, because I had a song that was a a famous song I wanted to put in the film, and <laughs> one of the actors who plays one of the villains. The two of the villains are Bezel Beamish is the woman, and her boyfriend <laughs> is Mercenary Mike. Well, the guy that plays uh, Mercenary Mike, uh, Dave Pelton. Is also a um, entertainment attorney, and so he says to me, "Richard, why bother with legalities of chasing like four publishing red companies for oh. this this uh, uh, permission for all mm-hmm. these songs?" He says, "You're talented. You write songs. Just write your own."
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, too we much red no tape. Legal, yeah,
2: no legal hassle. You know
1: exactly. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> Now, I will yeah. say, Richard, Richard probably won't bring this up, but his last movie that that he directed, it, he also had five songs that were listed, nominated, a nomination um, for Oscar. Was,
2: there's a list for the best songs that are under consideration for Oscar nomination. My last film, yeah. and Land, which you can watch Canaan Land free on Tubi, T-U-B-I, if you just go to Tubi. And then just search Canaan Land. Canaan is spelled C-A-N-A-A-N Land. But yeah, um, it was in Variety, Hollywood Reporter, all the entertainment magazines. And they said, this is a real curiosity. This little indie film has five songs on the list for um, Oscar for Best Song Consideration. Wow. We, we um, win the nomination or the oh. we were on the list competing against films that were spending millions in PR That's and amazing. You know, advertising and um. So I'm hoping some of the music from this film also that the people like it and it gets some recognition. And our leading lady just sang a song um our, our leading lady Emma, if I can remember it, I wrote a song for her to sing uh, let me see uh, was something like was something like "Papa and me will always be forever free And she has a real sweet voice Aww. Papa and me." sail in the sea papa and me something like that
1: yeah yeah that's cute and she got to go in a sound studio she yeah, got to go in, got in a to sound go to studio in new york
2: city and recorded a, a big a big recording wow. studio and she's so cute sitting on the stool cuz <laughs> Emma's just a little girl and she's sitting on the stool in this big studio and with the headphones on it was so cute
0: <laughs> oh oh so sweet so that's, she's um she's ready to go through and do every film with you she's excited for the next one
2: yeah she's a very talented uh, young actress and, and in fact she's jokes around we see we might do a couple more of these she said no do 20 more <laughs>
0: <laughs> where did you find all your actors and actresses for the movie that's
1: a good question um, well do you um, want to answer Kelly? go ahead no you go ahead first about yeah. emma
2: Oh, well, Emma, yeah, we did a, a casting notice in, I think she might have seen it in Backstage, which is a magazine mm-hmm. for actors that posts auditions. And we had thousands of uh, girl, little girls. And and then we narrowed it down to about 12 really good candidates. And then we had to decide from that. And um, it took a while to decide. I think part of it was... Um, we we just hated the thought of uh, hurting and disappointing all these girls. <laughs> you know they were so
1: good. They yeah. were good,
0: good how girls. do you when they're all good like that, and when they're when they're your character, and you can see them playing, how do you pick just one person? What were you yeah. looking for?
2: Well, I know I look at the eyes in casting, and I I'm like that in real life. I like to look people in the eye and. You know, um, my grandfather said the eyes are the windows to the soul, and so I I really liked Emma's eyes. She has really pretty blue eyes and a lot going on, a lot of uh, kindness and life in her eyes. Also, I thought we had a good connection because we did a few Zoom meetings where I talked with the different candidates when it was narrowed down, and Mm -hmm. her and I had a nice uh, bond when we talked, and um, she actually reminded me quite a bit of me as a child, just the type of child she is, Um, and so I... Plainer grandfather it had to be believable that she could be uh, descended from from me, so to speak. And uh, my mother, uh, who's eighty five, she said, "You know, her eyes and her way she is reminds me of you as a little boy." So you, you picked the perfect,
0: you picked the
1: perfect girl. Wow! <laughs>
2: I so and that Kelly thought so too, didn't
1: she? Kelly we had something to do with it too because we wanted her to be younger, mm-hmm. young enough to be able to. You know know the script and improvise and yeah and there were some girls by the time we do the sequels they would have been too old for what we were looking for so she seemed to be right at that age where um it, it would have worked nicely to the, go on to a second sequel too is
0: the book going to grow as kelly grows um sorry i probably got the wrong name now um lucy, lucy. emma, it, emma the, the actress is emma yeah is yeah, well sure. because you do in a film and it takes a long time when you do the next film she's going to be older i mean is the yeah. book the actual book growing up with the lucy
2: Yes. Yes. Cause when you think about it, like all the different phases of a child, I think are quite interesting. Like, you know, even as she gets more towards adolescence, that'll be a whole new thing. Yeah, It's like a teen thing. Like, like the Brady bunch, the kids started off like uh, Marie McCormick, I think who was Marshall might've been only like nine, eight or nine, I think when they started. And then by the time they ended, she was uh, a young woman. Practically she was uh, in her teens and Probably yeah. like like a senior in high school or something. So How yeah, exciting! I
0: think,
2: I think it could could grow like that. What do you think, Kelly?
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah, we wanted to get her young enough to start, so that by the time we're going to have at least two books, um, a sequel. So we wanted we didn't want her to be too old and grown old, you know, older and grown up for the part. We wanted yeah. her still young. Yeah,
0: so we're not so gonna we're not gonna have a Harry Potter with like seven books you think it's think gonna that,
2: you know it's quite possible you never know right Kelly We never know um <laughs> I don't know if um I don't know if JK Rowling knew that she would do seven you may know better than me Karina but I just it's so inspiring because she was a single I think a single mom and on yeah. welfare and struggling yeah. and writing that on the subway and mm-hmm. she might maybe she probably never knew like all the places that would take her and how that story would just keep living on.
0: You never know, you know, it gets to the right person, the right person reads it, the right person sees it. And they believe in it as much as the author. Then you're, you know, you take off. Uh, Well, it's been an absolute pleasure meeting you, Richard and Kelly, and talking about this. I'm so excited for you. you. Where can people find the book?
2: Do you want to tell them Kelly, or you want me to tell them?
1: Well, it's selling on Amazon and also Barnes and Noble. And then you can talk about the sites.
2: Yeah, it's, as Kelly said, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. We do have a website that has links to a lot of the different interviews and, and uh, different um, interesting things, which is lucyandthelakemonster.com.
0: Oh, wonderful.
2: Um, Facebook is facebook.com slash champmovie. Then our Instagram and Twitter is um, champmoviehq, HQ for headquarters but um yeah I Amazon. will have
0: uh, I will have all those links with the description for the uh for people that are listening and people that are watching um so they can uh, find out uh, and keep an eye on when the film's coming out and get the book and uh, oh it's Absolutely. Wonderful. It was fantastic meeting you, Uh, Richard. You're amazing. You're so talented. And I think I'm going to chat with you more uh, later on about uh, films and stuff because I'm getting into that stage now. And Kelly, I wish you all the best with the book and uh, your acting. Let's hope uh, that goes (laughs) further as well. How excited. Thank you so much for being guests on uh, Behind the Pen.
2: Well, Thank you for it was inviting our pleasure. You're a, yeah. you're a lovely hostess, and it's nice to talk to you in Greece, right? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I actually studied the Greek language in college.
0: Oh no! Don't, don't, don't say anything. I've been here 27 <laughs> years. I'm not fluent yet.
2: <laughs> oh, that's okay. Well, it's quite interesting with the New Testament because it was written in Koine Greek, and I studied Koine Greek, and I just love the language. How it has like more precise words, like. In, in uh, English, we only have love for love, but, you know, in Greek, you got agape, you got eros, you got storge, you got phileo, you got all the different types, the, the, the passionate love, the family love, the friendship love. The My daughter's so much uh, rich and interesting in that way.
0: When my daughter was um, baptized, uh, he gave her a ni- middle name, agape. So she's Alexia oh. Love Gantas. Oh, that's Agape. Agape
2: is the highest uh, form of unconditional love.
0: She has two. She has two name days now when it's see, the name day for Agape for love and the name day for Alexia. So she has two that she celebrates and gets presents for. Oh, why not? How old?
2: That's
1: wonderful. How old is your daughter?
3: She's
0: 13 now
2: wonderful wonderful that's i love that she has the name agape that is i know
0: i i didn't know until we got to the church he says i'd like to add this name to her when she's christened i was like oh okay Um, yeah (laughs) step back okay
2: um, that is i believe it fits her i can just feel my heart she's a very loving she has a very good loving heart like your
0: mom. oh thank you no she's 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 an angel she's gorgeous um Again, uh, thank you again for coming on. And uh, I wish you all the best with the books and the films.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you.